Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 25 and going to verse 35. It says this, A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, If you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost, for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he'll send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor the manure pile. It's thrown away. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. This is a difficult saying of Jesus. And I think it's so difficult because right from the get-go he says, okay, you want to follow me? You got to hate everybody. You know, that doesn't seem very Jesus-like, does it? Think of this situation and circumstance. Jesus is being followed by a large crowd. There's a large crowd following him. And Jesus always seemed to want to thin the herd a little bit. He'd have a lot of people around him who were fans, but he wasn't looking for fans. He was looking for followers, people who were going to go to the very end, the very end of their lives for him, for his movement, for his kingdom, because he knew what they were going to have to endure. And so Jesus turns to this large crowd and says, listen, here's the cost. You want to know what it, what it costs to follow me? It means you've got to hate everyone else, people you hold dear, uh, by comparison. Now, this word hate uh, in this context, in this text, uh, isn't, uh, Jesus isn't saying to hate somebody. But what he's pointing out is you've got to love less. You've got to put this other person in second place. And so, yes, Jesus desires for us to have loving, close, harmonious families. He's not wanting us to go you know, to our mother or our father or father-in-law and all of a sudden say, I hate you. Well, why are you saying this to me? Jesus told me to say it. You know, that's not what it's about. It's about loving the other person less, loving your family less by comparison to Jesus putting them in second place. He says, yes, even your own life, you've got to love yourself less. You've got to put yourself second by comparison to Jesus. He says, otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Following me, becoming my disciple, learning to be with me in order to become like me and do what I do, is a whole life surrender commitment. And he says, listen, and it, it means dying. Now, for his first earliest followers and disciples by Jesus saying, you're going to have to carry your own cross. This was a literal thing. A number of Jesus' followers, his disciples, ended up being crucified just like Jesus. 
both Philip and Peter were crucified upside down. They had to count the cost. Would they be willing to go to their very death to follow Jesus? They were confronted with that. Typically, for those of us living here in the United States, that's not usually a reality. But here's the thing. We're all called to surrender our lives. We're called to die to ourselves, to put ourselves second, to recognize that we are not our own, but we've been bought with a price, the price of Jesus' very own blood. And so he is our king. He is our master. He is our rabbi. He is our teacher. He is our Lord. And we are fully his. And Jesus says, you know, just don't follow me just because it looks good, just because it feels good, just you know, because you think it'll be a great thing in this moment. He says, really, count the cost. Consider this. What does it really mean to follow me? It means following my teaching. It means following my way of life. And that will confront a lot of difficult things in this world. I know for me, when I start talking about loving your enemy, which is what Jesus teaches us to do, and I talk about that, it's easy to talk about it, but it's hard to do. And so when I'm confronted with someone who treats me poorly, who betrays me, who does something to, to hurt me, who lies to me, whatever it is, all of a sudden I'm confronted with the cost of following Jesus, of setting myself aside and choosing life and choosing his way. And so following Jesus, we've got to consider the cost. And so he gives a couple examples. You know, you don't you don't start building this big building project without first making sure you have the cash to complete it. I was once um, visiting in a church, and uh, when I visited this uh, church community um, for this program I was a part of, um, they had a small little church building and next to it a large unfinished church building. And uh, we hung out and did our things in the small church building and I said, what's the deal with that really big uh, building that you're building? And, they, and uh, the guy mentioned to me, he said, listen, uh, you know, five years ago, we began this building project as a church. And we started it. But then we had some changes and our pastor, you know, left and some things happened and we were unable to complete it. And so it sits there empty, unfinished right next door to the little church building they're a part of. And it's just sad. And it's a constant reminder that they didn't have the resources to finish the project. It was an embarrassment to him. And that's what Jesus is saying. Listen, don't say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, without first understanding fully that it means giving your life, your whole life, your all surrendering everything, loving others less, putting them in second place comparatively to Jesus. Because that means sometimes we have to live differently and follow his teaching, follow his leading in a very countercultural way. That means we're not looking for our family's approval first and foremost in following Jesus. And I know there's some people a part of our faith family who have made some decisions to follow Jesus, to follow God, and that has created tension in their extended family. And so Jesus says, listen, count the cost. And then at the end, he finishes off with this. Salt is good. Salt is good for seasoning. But if it's not salty anymore, what's it good for? Jesus here is saying, listen, 
a disciple is good when they reflect me and my teaching and my life, when they're fully devoted to me. But a disciple who doesn't follow me, who doesn't count the cost, who doesn't live out my teaching, who doesn't seek to be with me in order to become like me, you're like salt that lost its saltiness. And what's the point? There is no point. And so Jesus here is inviting us to be his disciple, to be his apprentice, to be his follower. But it's not something we do on a whim. It's not something we do just to make us feel good or feel better. Following Jesus is a life, a full life surrender. Saying, God, my all is given to you. I surrender everything to you. And so let me ask you today, is there an area of your life that you're having difficulty surrendering? Is there a teaching from Jesus that has been particularly difficult for you to embrace because it rubs against everything you've previously thought or the wider culture around you? Have you counted the cost to say, okay, Jesus, you're number one in my life. You come first above family, above my own life. You come first above my possessions. You come first above my approval from other people. You come first. I will follow you, even if it means I have to carry my cross and die to myself. And so today the invitation is to follow Jesus. It's in him that we find life, but we have to count the cost. And so what today might you be asked to surrender by God? And what will you do about it? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, bring to mind some things in our lives that you point out that are taking supreme allegiance from you. Reveal things to us, attitudes, things, stuff, even people who have taken that first place in our lives and have dominated our attitudes, our behaviors, the ways we think. And God, reveal those to us and, and we surrender those to you. And we say, you are our king, you are first. We are following in your footsteps. And so Jesus, lead us to life. We pledge allegiance to you, King Jesus. And we give you our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day.